another season. First draft is underway. Jalen Carter, too quick, too powerful. That's a touchdown. That is a bad man. Maybe the best player in the sport. Watch out for Mr. Robinson. Fifth touchdown pass for C.J. Stroud. Jackson Smith and Jigbo, arguably the top receiver in the country. If you didn't know the name Will Levis before tonight, you know it now. Richardson, late cross, a defender out of bounds. He is a highlight reel waiting to happen every time he touches the football. McDonald had a farm. <laughs> E-I-E-I-O. Kuiper had a second round grade, then eighth overall pick, 24th pick, now the 31st pick. Here a pick, there a pick, everywhere a pick. pick. As we say, welcome into today's first draft. It is also time for us to now announce that Todd McShay has retired from ESPN because it is officially all downhill <laughs> from there yesterday during the latest <laughs> Mel Kuiper mock draft. Sports Center special, an ode to one of the greatest songs, and I'm speaking as a father of a one-year-old who sings Old MacDonald probably about ten times a day. But with that, we do say welcome in as a special edition of the First Draft Podcast as the entire draft family is here today. It's not just Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay you see in the top half of your screen, but also Matt Miller and Jordan Reed who you see from left to right on the other half of your screen. Matt, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm not singing today. I know that, but I'm excited to hang out with the guys. McShay, that's the best writing you've done all year, buddy. That was good. Well done. And Jordan Reed, welcome back to I, First I, I feel that, that was awesome, Todd. I'm jealous. I'm like Phil. I have to sing Old McDonald all the time, and I may steal that right there. Yeah, McShay, have you licensed that yet or not? <laughs> no singing today, though, I promise. Okay. We have no, retired no today. McShay I, I, I from got, singing. I got Kuiper. Okay. It was great. It was a great TV moment, one we won't soon forget, and we, we always love talking draft with both Matt and Jordan, and you can check them out on the most recent Adam Schefter podcast if you haven't listened to some of their thoughts on the quarterback class and other things related to the draft already. But today is a very special edition of First Draft. We are doing our annual Super Draft on the First Draft podcast, and here's what it is. These four brilliant draft minds all were randomly selected one through four in a draft order with a snake order so that whoever picks first doesn't pick again first in the second round. But here's what we had them do. They had to compose a team that has one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver or tight end, an offensive tackle, an interior offensive lineman, a D-end, a defensive tackle, and a linebacker, plus a cornerback and a safety. And there's a bit of strategy involved here as well, and we'll let those guys sort of explain some of their strategies we're going through the picks, but... Keep in mind that because there's only four teams, there were certain positions that have lots of good players. You don't necessarily need to prioritize where there are other positions that are kind of light. And maybe you had to snag one early, and you'll see that unveiled as we go through the picks. And the draft order was as follows. Matt Miller, Jordan Reed, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper Jr., one through four, it then reverses in round two. So, Matt, we're going to put you on the clock officially. We're going to rip through these picks with some pace hey, and go, also go, some feel, insight. Feel. Go ahead, go ahead, Todd. Phil, we're, we're not going to go. We're not. We're not going to go back to last year and kind of recap just to give everyone an, an idea of how things went in 2022. <laughs> yeah, you know something. Uh, we, we, next week on the show, unless did you build a super team, Todd? Is that what you're okay. trying to re- re- reference? I felt good about it. You yeah. know. We'll, we'll, 
We'll see. It's, it's on to the next play. Okay. On to the next play. Let's on to go. the next play. Uh, this will be an interesting one. But, Matt, you are up first here with the first overall pick, <laughs> and let's let it rip. Who's the player and why? Well, I'm trying to go away from last year's mistakes where I got buried in the draft order. I'm taking Will McDonald, defensive end from Alabama. Again, like you said, Field, there's strategy here. I'm okay waiting on a quarterback. I'm okay waiting on an offensive tackle. There's only, there's only four of us, so it's pretty easy to wait on those positions. To me, Will McDonald is the best player in this entire draft. He'd be a tone setter for my team, crashing the edge. And, and again, I, I messed up last year. I tried to get a little too cute with my draft strategy. We're back to basics this year, baby. So, well, Will Anderson first overall. Yeah, okay, there we go. I'm the third one you got it there, Matt, because the McShay influence was running <laughs> I'm deep. I'm in his head you, already. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a walking tie. Will McDonald twice, Game but Will Anderson is the official oh, push. There <laughs> you go. Uh, it's no it's more in my head, too. Sorry, he guys. is. All right, so, Jordan Reed, you're up next. You have your first pick, number two overall. Who are you taking? Yeah, this was tough for me. It came down to Georgia interior defensive lineman Jalen Carter or Texas running back B. John Robinson. And I went with B. John Robinson here just because I think he's one of the top three players in this overall draft class. And we wanted to start this draft off with a boom. And B. John Robinson gives that type of effect to this team. 17% tackle evasion rate, which was the best among all running backs in the country. He's everything that you want. And the player that he reminds me of is LaDainian Tomlinson. When he was coming out of TCU, the versatility that he has, he can be a pass catcher, he can be involved in the passing game, but also he gives you dynamic ability in the running game. So I'm taking B. John Robinson right here to start off my team. In a normal mock draft, Mel Kuyper will be pulling out his hair, but in the super team draft, it makes more sense because, of course, Bijan by far the best running back in this class. It may not be quite as deep as some of the prior years. So, Todd, you're up first with your first pick. No quarterbacks yet, which is not how we anticipate the real NFL draft going. Yeah, that was, that was a good pick by Jordan. I, I like the strategy. And last year I was able to kind of go in different positions and, and avoid the quarterbacks because they, they weren't, you know, when Kenny Pickett was the only first rounder. This year it's different. We've got elite quarterbacks, quarterbacks the most important position in all of sports, not just football. And I've got Bryce Young sitting here at number three. I didn't think Bryce Young was going to be available at number three. So I'm going to take the best player at the most important position. This guy's magic. I mean, you look at him. Outside of the pocket, best QBR of all the quarterbacks. Against pressure, he and Stroud were basically tied in his QBR. And his, his pocket presence, the calm nature he has, the ability to see the field from inside and outside the pocket, and the threat that he is in terms of scrambling into the last second when defenders are on him, finding an open receiver and making a, you know, drilling a strike down the field over and over again on tape is what makes him special. It's what's going to make him the number one overall pick. And it makes it an easy choice for me here with the third pick in this super draft to take the number one player in the entire class. Yeah, momentum continues to build for Bryce Young as that number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. Mel Kuyper Jr., your first pick. You get two picks back-to-back, so let them rip. Well, first I had to run out during while you guys were making your picks. I had to run out and get Todd scheduled for Tommy John surgery for next week. So you have to, we'll take a little break, Todd, there, pat yourself on the back for what happened last year about 20 times already during the show. And you're singing and you're acting. I know I contributed to your stardom. So when you're in Hollywood, at least I can maybe be your agent, Todd. I appreciate that. Maybe 6% as your agent for all the stardom you receive acting Kimber. and singing. But for you guys, thank you. Exactly. Thanks, guys, all of you, for allowing the best player in this draft on football ability to be available with my fourth and final pick of the Super Draft. Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, Georgia. Uh, I'll tell you what, you talk about what he did last two years ago at Georgia, what he did this year at Georgia, coming back from the ankle and the knee injury to play the way he did. Uh, Jalen Carter as the number one player still 
on the big board, collapsing the pocket, getting that penetration along the interior, up the gut pressure, bothers quarterbacks more than anything else. And certainly when you're going to start a team at four, it's nice to get a guy number one on the board. That's where we're all basing this one is our rankings. How do we end up in the Super Draft with the guys the way we put them on the board right now? Nice to be able to get the number one guy. And then you can continue in the trenches with the second pick. And I'm going to go, guys, since I have the snake draft, I'm going to go Peter Skaronsky. Offensive guard, that's what will be in the NFL. He's a left tackle at Northwestern, but at, you know, at six three and a half with the short arms, he's like, well, he's got to be a guard. Well, he will be a Pro Bowl caliber guard in the National Football League. Actually, he can play all five spots he can project to in the National Football League. How can you get away from with six three and a half and short arms being a great technician? He is. I think he can still hold out, hope that he could be a left tackle. But for now, let's put him a guard. Like I said, he could be the Quentin Nelson. He could be the Zach Martin of this draft. And certainly one of the safe his picks because if he doesn't pan out a tackle, you know, that's where you're looking at him. He's a guard. If he's not a guard, center, he can certainly be a great swing man. I think he has a bright, bright future at that guard spot. Peter Skaronsky, my second overall pick in our super team draft. All right, so a Northwestern player cracks the top five of the super team draft. And Todd McShay, you are back on the board. I'll remind people that you have already taken, of course, Bryce Young with your first pick. So you have your quarterback accounted for, second pick on the clock. Who is it next? Yeah, I just hope Kuiper can keep Jalen Carter on the field. But listen, yeah. I, I look at this here. It's all about strategy. I, I don't, I'm not going with Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Alabama, at, at this pick, you know, ordinarily. But because B. John Robinson already came off the board with the number two pick from Jordan Reed, I look at the gap between Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. It's, it's, there's certainly a gap. There's no question. But Gibbs is clearly the number two back in this class. After that, I think there's a big drop-off when you get to – you know, Zach Charbonnet and some of the other running backs in this class. So, to me, you got to take the running back here, even though he's not the top player on the board. I don't want to get stuck with the third and a distant third running back. And Gibbs, listen, I know he's not going to be a 25-30 carry back because he's not overly big and powerful. But right around 200 pounds, he can run inside. And he's dynamic. I mean, you talk about explosiveness, not only just making guys miss in space, but in tiny windows – making guys flat-out whiff with his acceleration and his multiple cutability, his lateral agility that he has, that makes him special. And the other thing is what I don't get in terms of a power back, I get as a slot receiver. This guy has 104 receptions in three seasons in the collegiate level, and 44 of which came at Alabama after he transferred to Georgia Tech after the first two years. So I get a dynamic playmaker as a running back and as a potentially slot receiver as well. So I love the versatility that Jameer gives. Now all of a sudden I've got the best quarterback and I've got a guy who's an absolute difference maker at the running back position. I like how things are folding and unfolding here. And I get two Alabama guys too. They, they know one another. I was going to say, and of course, you uh, so you now have Tuscaloosa down pat. You're a popular guy already in Tuscaloosa, Todd. That won't change anytime soon after those first two picks to begin the draft. Town, baby. That brings us right back to Jordan Reed, who of course took uh, B. John Robinson with his first pick. So, Jordan, offense again, defense, which way are you leaning? We're going to go offense here. We were sweating a little bit. Todd taking a quarterback at number three overall was really a blessing in disguise. I was hoping Kuiper didn't snipe my quarterback right here. And we're going to go with Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. Arguably the best quarterback in this entire draft class. And when I'm thinking of CJ, I think of an ace pitcher on the mound. Everything's so fluid. It's natural with him. Over 3,600 passing yards last year. 
41 touchdowns and only six interceptions. If you think about CJ, he's everything that you want at the quarterback position. He can play inside a structure. He can play outside a structure. We saw what he was able to do in the Georgia game, but I would encourage everybody to go go look at the Northwestern game if you're looking for exactly what he can be outside of structure and if he consistently is able to do that. I think at his absolute peak, C.J. Stroud can be a Joe Burrow type of quarterback. I see that type of in-structure ability, how policy is inside of the pocket, and then some of the weapons that he had on the perimeter, how he was able to evenly distribute the ball to those guys. I, I really like C.J. Stroud at this point. So we arguably have the top quarterback in the draft, we have another top five player in Bijan running back, uh, excuse me, Bijan Robinson at running back. I really like the start in my first two picks in this draft. All right, so two quarterbacks off the board. We'll see how long we have to wait until the final two come off the board because, as far as Mel and Matt are concerned, they probably know they can be patient here. But, Matt, you're back on the clock. It's been a long wait here. You get two picks after taking Will Anderson right. first overall. Who's up? Yeah, two picks in a row after the, the guys going on their dialogues here. And I, I see a player, my number five overall player in the entire draft is sitting on the board, and that's wide receiver Jackson Smith, the jigger from Ohio State. And I see a gigantic gap from JSN to the next best receiver in this class. So to me, this is an easy decision. I don't want to get stuck with as good as Zay Flowers is, or Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson. I don't want to get stuck with one of those guys. I want the premier pass catcher in this class. I know we only saw three games of five catches this, this year. But the year before that, he arguably was better than Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And when you talk to people at Ohio State, they'll tell you that. Hey, he's the most gifted of the wide receivers we had during that 2021 season. So I'll take JSN and I'll find a quarterback a little bit later who can get the ball to him. Because, again, there are four starting quarterbacks in this draft. So I don't feel pressured, Field, to reach for a quarterback here. Instead, I'm trying to stack a team with the best player available at every position. With Will Anderson, not McDonald, first overall, and JSN, I think I'm doing a pretty good job of that. There you go. Not bad right there for Matt. Let's turn from pick uh, eight to pick nine as we begin round three here. Matt, you're back on the clock. One offense, one defense. Who will be the next pick? I cannot believe the guys left this one for me. Tyree Wilson, defensive end from Texas Tech. I really thought this is Jordan's guy. This has been Jordan's guy all year. I thought he would draft him somewhere in the last eight picks, but I'm very excited. To me, he's the second-best defensive end in this class. And I think if you factor in all fields, you could say he's the second-best defensive lineman or front seven player in the entire class. We know about the length, the power, the first step is good enough, I think, in the Big 12, I and mean, he was statistically dominant. There are, of course, things he has to work on, but I think the power of Tyree Wilson on one side with the speed of Will Anderson coming off the other side makes this defensive line really special. And again, a position I see a drop-off to the next best pass rusher is pretty significant. And now the guys are going to be stuck with a Lucas Van Ness or Nolan Smith, so I'm pretty happy with the way the defense is unfolding here, guys. Yeah, well, that's an interesting uh, start right there. It's going to be tough to block Matt's team, at least up front in the passing game. Jordan, you're back on the clock here. Pick 10. We're about a quarter of the way through our super team draft. Who's the pick? We went with our first defensive pick right here, and this is where our strategy came in handy right here just because I think there's a big drop-off at safety after this player, and that's Brian Branch of Alabama. Some people may say it's a reach or it may be a little bit too early, but we feel really comfortable about this pick just because after him, I think there's a precipitous drop-off at safety. And Brian Branch, there's going to be questions if he's a safety. Is he a nickel corner? He's an all-of-the-above player for me. I think he can play nickel. He can give you blitz value off of the edge. He can blitz in the A or the B gaps, but also he can play on the roof of the defense too. So he provides so much value. 
And the things that we have been preaching when we're building this team is that we want to get physical players, but also versatility. And Brian Branch is Mr. Versatility in everything that he does. His final game at Alabama, which is against Kansas State in the bowl game, he was absolutely phenomenal. If you just want to get a picture of exactly what he is and what he's capable of being on the next level, go check out that game. We're really happy with this selection here. We really haven't had a moment yet where somebody took a player that we know somebody else wanted. I feel like we're due for one of those sooner than later. Todd McShay, you are back up. I just want to say to Jordan Reed, hey, I, I applaud you. Your first two picks were exceptional. Matt Miller, listen, I get it. Like You've you got to sell your team. You oversell the, the JSN thing a little bit. Zay Flowers, I don't see that enormous gap between Jackson Smith and Jigba and Zay Flowers, at wide receiver. And I think Zay Flowers, to me, has got a chance to be a star. Maybe he's not, he doesn't have the size in terms of what you're looking for in your premier number one, that X wide receiver in the boundary. But to me, Jack, Zay Flowers can do just about everything that Jackson Smith and Jigba can do. He's bulked up to over 195 pounds of muscle. Everyone in the gym knows the ball's going to this guy, yet he still separates. He still goes up and makes plays. He's gotten stronger and more physical. And, and you look at the 4-4-2 that he ran, the 40-yard dash, and the 1-4-9 second 10-yard split. He heats it up in a flash. And it's not just getting off the line of scrimmage. It's after the catch, too. So I love having Zay Flowers with Jameer Gibbs as a dynamic playmaker, as a running back and slot receiver, and then the quarterback is the best quarterback in, in this year's draft and probably the last two or three drafts. So I, I'm thrilled with how, how it's looking in terms of offensive skill guys for this super team. Yeah, Todd, you are all about the offense right now. Three for three on offense, which, you know, in a, in a draft this size, maybe as a sound strategy, you'll get some good defensive players in the subsequent rounds. Mel Kuyper's back on the clock for two picks after his guy, or Todd's guy, or both of their guys, Zay Flowers, goes just one selection ahead of him. Yeah, guys, I think if you look at the best pick so far in the super team draft, it's Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed made the best pick so far with Brian Branch because he talked about strategy after Brian Branch looking at third-round safety. So you get Brian Branch. It's not a reach, Jordan. In this draft, it's a smart move, and the best move in this draft is taking Brian Branch. Well, I would have gobbled up, but you got him. And the second best pick was Peter Skaronsky by me because that, after it was Peter Skaronsky, <laughs> there aren't many guards or guard in Peter Skaronsky's league that you can guarantee is a Pro Bowl caliber player. That's strategy. Jordan gets it. I get it. And I'm going to come back here. You took the receivers. I don't want to get stuck with the fourth receiver. I want Jordan Addison here, wide receiver, who did it at two schools. When you do it at Pitt with 100 catches with Kenny Pickett, you do it at USC with Caleb Williams. Jordan Addison, other people are starting to knock him through the process. We want football players. And what they do on the football field over a two-year period, Jordan Addison did well. He's got versatility, route running, after-the-catch ability, plays faster than times, gives you everything he has. He's NFL-ready to be a guy immediately as a rookie, can contribute heavily in the National Football League. Like I said, Pickett and Caleb Williams and Louie did two different programs. That speaks volumes. I'll take Jordan Addison here and get a guy that I know I don't want to have to settle for four, but I want to get a guy coming up that can get after the quarterback and a guy that can do a lot of things in an NFL defense and can affect the game in a variety of ways. That's what you have to be able to do. And Nolan Smith, 
I'm going to go back to Georgia. I got Jalen Carter, the best player in this draft, at the fourth spot. Now I get Nolan Smith, who can tackle and get after the quarterback. I believe he'll get eight, nine sacks a year, which we'll take and be thrilled with. Aiden Hutchinson, everybody raised about it. He had a great rookie year, right? He had nine and a half sacks. I'll take eight or nine for Nolan Smith with that four, three, eight speed, the way he can bend the edge. He's a little slippery coming off the edge. Had the pectoral injury late in the year. He's back from that. Ran extremely well, tested well, and he's super smart. And he, like I say, he can play a variety of roles on defense. And to me, getting after the quarterback will be front and center. I'll go Nolan Smith here after getting Jordan Addison. I got top guys. I got guys that are pure football players. That's what I want, and that's what I've gotten. All right, so Mel has back-to-back pure football players there. Todd, you're back on the clock here. We've seen just... Let's see, one defensive back so far. That seems to be probably the lightest pick. The light, defensive backs and offensive linemen seem to be the two areas that have not been tapped into that much as of yet. Todd, back on the clock. Pick number 14 out of 40 overall. Who are you taking? Yeah, Phil, I've decided my theory is you've got to have either the best or the second best at every position with your first six okay. or so picks. That, that's how you win this super team, okay? And I'm going with the best cornerback and the best defensive back here in the entire class, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. And I, I look at him physically. He doesn't look anything like the player that he plays, you know, in terms of the tape that he puts on, on film every week. And by that, I mean, you talk about 5'11 and a half, just 181 pounds. But my goodness, he is a linebacker in a cornerback's body. He ran 4'4'3, so he checked that box in the 40-yard dash at his pro day. Didn't allow a touchdown the entire 2022 season. And every time I looked up when I was at the Michigan-Illinois game live, I, I, who is, who's that guy? Who, who's that guy making a play in the backfield? Who's the guy knocking helmets off? Who's the guy in the mix? And it was always this defensive back right here, Devin Witherspoon. He's going to be the first cornerback off the board, I think, ahead of Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. I guess, you know, Gonzalez certainly has more traits, if you will. Witherspoon, more complete football player. I love having him, not just the cover skills, but the impact that he's going to make and the leadership that he brings to that secondary. He's he's a big-time playmaker for us. He is such a joy to watch. He is just a total tone setter. Yeah, that, he or is. was a total tone setter for that Illinois defense, which has a lot of players who will be drafted in the next couple of weeks. Jordan Reed, back on the clock here. Who are you taking at 15? Well, we're going to continue to build our defense, and we're going to go with Kalijah Kansi, the interior defensive tackle from Pitt. We really like his ability. We've heard this song before, right? Undersized defensive tackle from Pitt, Aaron Donald. Now, he's not Aaron Donald, but they win in a lot of similar ways with his hand violence, his hand usage, first step explosion. He can penetrate the first level. He's very stout along the interior, and even though they played him primarily at one technique when he was at Pitt, I think he's an, he's an under-tackle, which means he's just a three-technique on the outside shoulder of that guard. There was nobody that could block him last year in pass protection. I think he can be a day-one starter on the next level, and he's going to transcend a team against the pass. Now, yes, he needs to be more stout against the run, be more firm against those double teams along the interior, but when you're talking about somebody that can get off the rush and get after the passer right away, Kansi's going to be a game-changer along the interior. So we add Brian Branch. We add Kalijah Kansi. We, we feel really good about the explosion and also the versatility on our defense. All right, there you have it. 15, Jordan Reed, Kalijah Kansi from Pitt. Time for Matt Miller to make two picks as we get close to the halfway mark through our super draft. Yeah, Phil, I actually agree with McShay. The goal here is to get the first or second best player at each position if you can. Uh, still strongly disagree about JSN. We'll have to watch that one play out. So I'm going to go with that same idea. I wanted Devin Witherspoon badly, so I'm still mad at Todd for, for taking him off the board. But I'll go with Christian Gonzalez because he does have the best traits 
of any corner in this class. Six foot one, close to 200 pounds, 4-4 speed. We saw that four interceptions this past year for the Ducks. Those traits with the pass rush that I have, are you kidding me? Nobody's going to be able to throw the ball on this defense because Gonzalez will be that ball hawk on the back end with Wilson and Anderson getting pressure. So absolutely love him as our number one you know, go-to corner that's locking people down. And like you said, two picks back-to-back here. Hard decisions to make, but I think you have to, again, you got to stack your board. First or second best player at each position, I'm going to take the best guard. I, I think Pierce Grossi's a tackle for me. The best guard in this class, that's TCU Steve Avila, who could play center, could play left or right guard. We've seen him dominate in the trenches. He's got that first step power. He's just moving dudes all over the line, throwing them out of the club with every snap. So having that power... We'll, we'll get a running back a little bit later. Don't worry. But having Avila in there to open up the run game is going to be crucial. And like we've talked about before, their drop-offs at certain posi- positions in this draft, the interior offensive line is one of those spots where, in my opinion, there's a couple good guards and then there's a pretty significant drop-off. So I feel really good. Maybe a little bit of a reach if you look at some of the players still on the board, but I think the positional value to go ahead and take the, the next interior offensive lineman and have that position secured. Yeah, Matt, people who are listening to this or watching this right now have to remind themselves that, like, where these players are going, in the case of Steve Avila, 17th overall, may not be where he goes in the real NFL draft, as there are plenty of players still available who I think will be long gone by the time we get to pick number 18, which is where Jordan Reed is at, his fifth pick in the Super Draft. Yeah, we're going to continue to build that defensive line field, and we're going to go with Miles Murphy, the edge rusher out of Clemson. A terrific athlete, six foot five, 270 pounds, ran 4'5", 2 at the Pro Day. So that just gives you a picture of just how explosive this player is. Pairing him with Kalijah Kansi, we have players that can get off of the ball as a pass rusher. He's a really good run defender, too. Go and watch the NC State game. That was one of his one of his best games overall. But with Murphy, he still likes to out athlete a lot of offensive tackles, what I like to call it. So he needs to get a little bit better as far as a run defender, develop some more moves as a pass rusher. But we feel as if we can coach him up in that area. So I'm going to add Miles Murphy right here, one of the best edge rushers in this entire class, and we feel really really good about our defense moving forward. There you have it, your third defensive pick out of five. Todd McShay, you are back on the clock. Pick number 19. Yeah, you guys are kind to me. I appreciate it. I, I needed to have an, an impact defensive lineman, and you guys just left one for me, just sitting right there. Lucas Van Ness. This guy, everyone's going to say, well, he didn't start at Iowa. Yeah, but he played like 600-plus snaps, and, and, and you look at his production, and I, I, already, I already talked about it. you got to have the best or second best. He's the best versatile defensive lineman in this class. By that, I mean he can be a 4-3 left defensive end, and then he kicks inside. And I actually think he's a better three technique as a pass rusher than he is coming off the edge. He's 6'5", 272 pounds. He's got left tackle arm length with 34 inches, massive hands to grip offensive linemen or rip, rip them out of the way, 11-inch hand span, and he ran a four five eight i mean some running backs run a four five eight and are okay with it he had 272 pounds with that speed and that power and the versatility he brings his best football still ahead of him lucas van ness is going to be a stud in this league and i I love the fact that he's sitting here at pick number 19 just gift wrapped it for me all right so mel kuyper jr is now on the clock for two picks mel but i'm going to interrupt you after the first pick as we Share some words with our friends from Geico, but who was number 20 and then hold off on 21? 
Yeah, Todd talks about Lucas Van Ness. He doesn't play to those athletic numbers. I see the potential there. Sometimes you're jack of all trades, master of none. But I think that's something that will come down the road with Lucas Van Ness. I'm with Todd on that. Todd's just a little higher on him get than to, I am. Get I'm going to go with pick, Paris Hyper. Johnson Jr. Nobody's looked at the. I am. Hey, look, you, you take 10 minutes talking about how great you are. Give me at least a second to at least explain what I'm doing here. Paris Johnson Jr., you know, offensive tackle out of Ohio State, played left tackle. He's played guard. You guys look at Skaronsky as a tackle. I'm got him at guard, so I got a Pro Bowl guard. Now I'm going to get a guy who can give you versatility. But I think at left tackle, he's coming on. That's where he's going to be in the National Football League. Paris Johnson, Jr., a guy that when you talk building an offensive line, that's what you want. The fallback plan for Paris Johnson, Jr. would be kick him inside. Kostronsky, I think, is going to be inside. If you have to play him outside, like Patrick McCarry in Baltimore, the best swing man in the NFL, Skronsky could do that. So I love versatility with these guys as well. And Paris Johnson, Jr. has that. Then you think about after getting the number one offensive tackle, which I just did, then you get the third best outside back, the third best. Well, I got the second best outside backer in Nolan Smith. Now I get a guy, and Todd will start singing again. I had Matt Miller so distracted with this guy. He he had been the first pick in the draft <laughs> with Will McDonald the fourth. So you think about this kid off the edge, the bend that he has, the natural bend. I love strip sacks. Will Anderson Jr. did not have a strip sack the last two years. Zero force fumbles. This kid, that's all he does during his career. He's a business-like kid, comes in with a professional approach. I'll go with Will Will McDonald. Now I got no one Smith and Will McDonald the fourth coming off the edge. I got Jalen Carter dominating inside with that pressure. How are quarterbacks going to be standing up? I would say quarterbacks now get the penalty, but they also get the pain. I'll get penalty and pain with these guys. Carter up the gut. Smith and McDonald coming off the edge. My defense is solidified. I don't have to worry about the back end. You're going to have time enough to find any receivers with my defense. Your quarterback's going to be on his back. He's going to be on the sidelines hurt. Backup quarterback will be in the game. I'm winning the football game with my guys up front. We're, we're, we're just going to run right at you, Kuiper. You get two sub-240 pound defensive ends. What are you talking about? Well, that's what Jalen Carter is for, right? That's what Jalen, Jalen Carter is going to have to be a, outside backers. <laughs> Jalen Carter have to be a one-man run defense for uh, Mel's defensive front right there. Uh, we're going to come back, and McShay will be on the clock with pick number 22. Before we get there, Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car? Truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you can save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. All right, so here we are. We are back on the clock. There are 10, 18 total picks. I can barely do math. 19 make it. Uh, Todd McShay, back on the clock here uh, after saying that you were just going to run right at Mel Kuyper Jr.'s team. Who are you taking with pick number 22? Yeah, we're going we're to start attacking this offensive line. Kuyper moves Skaronsky inside the guard. That means I get the top offensive tackle if, if Skaronsky is playing guard. And that's Roderick Jones. From Georgia, and I, I think this guy's just getting better and better. He started a handful of games in 2021, 2022, full-time starter at left tackle, but he got experience at right tackle in the 2021 season. And you just look at him. I think offensive tackle we kind of underrate the traits sometimes, but you look at the guys that last in the league. They're the tall, long guys that can run, that can move. And and Broderick Jones, 6'5", 311 pounds. He ran a sub-five-second 40-yard dash. He can get out and block in the second level. He can mirror and slide in pass protection. 
He ran a 497. I mean, that's that's wild for an offensive tackle. That's why I'm betting on his upside, and I think he's going to be the best pure left tackle in this year's class. All right, from Todd to Jordan, we go pick number 23. Matt, Todd, Mel, I'm going to give you guys a round of applause for giving me, gift wrapping me, the best interior offensive lineman in this draft class. Mel says Skaronski's a guard. I think he's a tackle. How about Osiris Torrance from Florida? I can't believe you guys left him on the board for me right here. We're going to add him into our interior offensive line. I think he's the best interior blocker in this entire draft class. I don't know about you guys, but if I was a notable name person or a famous person, this is the guy that I'm choosing to be my security guard just because Mm. he escorts guys out of the club. (laughs) He can do everything that you want. He's played both guard spots. He's done it in the SEC. He's done it on a smaller level. At Florida, he was a one-year player, but there was no hiccups with him. He, he looked like as if he had been doing this for 10 years plus, and I think he's going to be a 10-plus year starter on the next level. So we attack offensive line here. We get our first interior offensive line pick, and it's Osir- Osiris Torrance, and we're elated that he's here for us. Yeah, Jordan Torrance was the first ever first-team <clears throat> All-American guard from Florida. Again, you mentioned it was his first year there. His only year there is he followed Billy Napier there from Louisiana. Matt, you're back on the clock for two. It's got to feel good to have back-to-back picks. It feels good. It also feels good that I was sweating this one. I really <laughs> thought Jordan was going to take Darnell Wright, the right tackle from Tennessee, the best right tackle in the draft. I mean, I'm, I'm saying my prayers, hoping Jordan doesn't pull him off the board. So, Jordan, thank you. I owe you. I'll get you in Kansas City. But Darnell Wright, I, again, best right tackle. And I, I said earlier, my strategy, I want the top at every position or at least the second best. So I've got now, I think, the best right tackle. And not even close. He could play left tackle in a pinch, but to me, he's on the right side all day. We saw him do that his senior year. And he's dominated this pre-draft process throughout the, the last few months. He's just continually climbed up the board. Now we got he's at number nine overall, Mel's mock draft 4.0. So I'm a big believer of let's secure the trenches. I've got the two best defensive ends in the draft anyway, so I don't know that anybody can rush my quarterback. But we'll go ahead and secure things with Darnell Wright on the right side. And then on defense, to round things out, I don't have the 230-pound outside backers, but I have a middle linebacker who had nine and a half sacks last year in Drew Sanders from Arkansas. Nine and a half sacks playing linebacker, three forced fumbles. He's got a pick. He's six foot five, one of the best athletes at any position in this draft class. And going from Alabama to Arkansas, a seamless transition for Barry Odom's defense where he became the leader, the captain, and he's a do-it-all player. And I don't want to make comparisons to Micah Parsons. He's not that athletic, but some of the usage ability is going to be the same because he can put his hand in the dirt and rush off the edge, especially if you're in a 3-4 set. He can obviously play in space. So in a weak linebacker class, very, very happy that Drew Sanders is here. Isn't it just ridiculous that Alabama can have a kid be a defensive end for them, not get enough playing time, so he just transfers to Arkansas, becomes a first-team All-American, and goes maybe in the first round of the real draft and 25th overall in our super team draft. Shout out to you, Drew Sanders. Back to you, Jordan, and you are on the clock at pick 26. Yeah, we continue to attack our offensive line right here, and we go with Big DeWan Jones, the offensive tackle from Ohio State. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel good about running at Will McDonald and Nolan Smith with DeWan Jones and Osiris Torrance. I like my I like my odds in that matchup. But with DeWan Jones, he's a player that was a little bit of an acquired taste for me. And what I mean by that is we saw Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo get after him in that season finale against Michigan a year ago. But he does really well. He improves his final season at that right tackle spot at Ohio State. Nobody just was able to get around him. Didn't give up a sack last year. Six foot eight, 
370 pounds, a very well-balanced athlete. He can hold up in pass protection. He's a mauler in the run game. Imagine him and Osiris Torrance side-by-side just running and mauling defenses, and also <laughs> we're consistent in pass protection, too. So we really like this pick right here. Yeah, Dewan Jones has his own zip code. The man is absolutely massive, Todd McShay. You are back on the clock here at pick 27. Yeah, I'm going with I'm going with the defensive lineman here. I, I'm going to load up on pass rushers moving forward. And Addy Tamiwa, Addy Barre. There you go. Northwestern. This guy's a unique player. Yeah, you like that? I told you when we get closer to April 27th, I'm going to, I'm going to be on it. But he, I watched his tape, especially the, the Ohio State game and the game where the weather was horrible and they had to run the ball a lot. And you're going to see him here. Three technique is where he plays his best. And, and you look at his size. Yes, yeah, six yeah. one and a half, but he's two eighty two. And so I think he's going to get up over 290 and wind up playing the majority of his snaps as that three technique. The last couple of years, he had uh, 17 and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks. And as Mel talked about, if you're a defensive lineman, you're penetrating and you're disrupting, you better get me the football. Four forced fumbles in the last two seasons. I just think this guy, the versatility he brings is a guy who can play defensive end, but kicks inside and does a great job as an interior pass rusher. I'm going to love the versatility I have with Lucas Van Ness who's a longer version, and then and then right here with Addy Barre, a, a shorter version, but similar guys in terms of can play outside and can play inside. All right, we go to Mel Kuyper with 28 and 29, which rounds out round seven and begins round eight. Let me just go back to Jordan. Hey, Jordan, DeJuan Jones ain't going to get a finger on my pass rushers. Not to worry about them driving them <laughs> off the ball. He ain't touching Will McDonald and no one's Smith. Okay? He'll be around him. But game, see you Quick later. DeJuan, where you at? Goodbye. Okay. Quick game passes. Okay. Adios. Quick game Goodbye. passes. Bottom line. <laughs> Bottom line, I got, I'm on pick eight, I believe. Seven players. This is my seventh pick and eighth coming up. Seven players in my top 20 on my big board. I don't think anybody else can say they got the top 20 on my big board right now. I got seven of my best 20 players. I got Joey Porter Jr. coming in here, cornerback out of Penn State. Six, two and a half, 193 pound corner with tremendously long arms, which will assist you in coverage when you're beaten. You can make up that ground, not only with your four or five speed, which turned out to be faster than I thought he would be, but also allows you to break up passes with that size and with that height, with that arm length that he has. Hey, his dad, Joey Porter, talked about go back to college. Don't be as grabby. Don't be as handsy as you were in 2021. He was not. Only allowed zero passing touchdowns. He doesn't have many interceptions. Only one in his career. like to see more of that. But the bottom line is this kid comes in ready to play in press coverage. And what he did this year in terms of improvement, I think was impressive to me. Third best cornerback in this draft is Joey Porter Jr., Now we got seven of my top 20 players, guaranteed. We got three spots left. Now there's some strategy. I got got a guy. (laughs) Hey, my big board, I got a guy on my big board way up there that I need to take it because I don't have to because you guys allowed it to happen. That's fine. I'll wait it out. I don't even have to worry about quarterback for a little longer. Bottom line is I'm going to come back safety, and Jordan made a great pick with Brian Branch. All these other safeties, I want safeties that can cover. I want cornerbacks that can become safeties. It's either going to be Jartavius Martin from Illinois for me or Riley Moss, Iowa. I'm going to go Riley Moss. I like the, I say the longer arms. I'm big in the arm length. He doesn't have the arm length, but he runs exceptionally well. His ball skills, the way he intercepts passes, the way he anticipates his awareness, 
He's a little grabby for me in coverage. That's why at cornerback, I think he's one of the top 10, 11 corners. But at safety, the way the game's played now, I'm moving Riley Moss inside. He'll tackle. He can run with anybody. I'm going to go Riley Moss at safety. That's a position. Jordan Reed made a great pick with Brian Branch. Finding that second safety is tough to do. I'll move a cornerback, Riley Moss, inside. So I'm going to take Joey Porter Jr. to be my corner, Riley Moss to be my safety. And we move forward with two extra, two picks coming up. And like I say, I got one guy that's way up there. I can't wait to make my final pick. Yeah, I was going to say, Mel, you still have just offense left, quarterback and running back, yet to be taken by Mel Kuyper Jr. All right, Todd, you are back on the clock here. We're winding down. Pick number tw- uh, 30 overall, almost three-quarters of the way through the draft. Yeah, I, I love how Kuyper is like – he's made it his own little playground here today. You know, every, it's like team conversion. <laughs> you know, he's got a corner playing safety, an offensive tackle playing guard. Two, two outside linebackers doesn't have anyone along the defensive front. So it's going to be interesting to see how he lines up. But anyone even knows Carter, how to play you forget the about the best player in the draft? That they're, that, that they're playing, <laughs> the position that they're playing at the next level. But anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole there. Uh, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Just shut up, just shut up a minute. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yes, sir. Did you forget that I drafted Jalen Carter before you move on to your great pick coming up? Yes, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot about Jalen Carter. I'm just hope, I'm hopeful he's on the field okay, for you. Okay, okay. All right. All right, here we go. Joe Tipman, offensive center from Wisconsin. Everyone talks about John Michael Schmitz, and, yes, he's a, he's a really good player. But I think the underclassman Tipman is kind of an under the radar. I put on his tape. This guy's a flat-out stud. How many guys at 6'6", 313 move the way that he does? I mean, lower body flexibility, mirror slide, exceptional football intelligence. I need a guy who's going to be the protector and is going to get the protection set, make sure everything's in good order for Bryce Young and my quarterback. And it's going to all start with this center, Joe Tipman, who I know he's not going to go in the first round. He's a center. He's going to go early in the second. I think he's the best center in this year's class. That kind of rounds out my offensive line with Tipman at center, Broderick Jones at the offensive tackle position, and then look at those studs at the offensive skill spot. Young, Gibbs, Flowers. Good luck keeping up. All right, so all offense filled out right now for Todd McShay with just two picks left. Jordan Reed back on the clock here. Who are you taking? Yeah, we're going to add another Clemson defender to our defense right here, and that's Trenton Simpson, the linebacker from the Tigers. And versatility, sticking to our methods of how we're building this defense, he is the embodiment of that. He can play nickel. He can play Will. They even played him at Mike a little bit, and they played him at safety during the sophomore season. They played a little bit more inside them for my liking than last year, but when you're able to rush him off of the edge, you can use him as that big nickel or that rover overhang safety. That's where you want to use him. You have to have a distinct plan for him. And the player that he reminds me of, he's a little bit bigger, is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa when he was coming out of Notre Dame. Hmm. I think they have a lot of similarities. So the versatility that he showed on tape this year, and even going back to his sophomore year, we really like what he can add to our defense here. So just look at all this athleticism. We have Cancy in the middle. We have Murphy coming off the edge. We have Trenton Simpson. And then we also have Brian Branch on the back end. There you have it. Matt Miller back on the clock for the final pick of round eight. Still no quarterback for you, Matt. Uh, and you have two picks. I'm going to ask you to hold off on making number two. Quick word from Old Dominion. But pick number one, who is it? Yeah, Phil. Mel and I, we're staring at each other down here. Neither of us have a quarterback a yet. Waiting to see who was going to go. And I'll, I'll go. I'll jump. Because I don't want to get stuck with Will Levis. 
So I'm going to go. I'll take Anthony Richardson, who has the best traits of any quarterback in Good this choice. class. We're talking about somebody. There he could be the number three overall pick in the draft. So Anthony Richardson, I would have taken Hendon Hooker over Will Levis. I just want to throw that out there, by the way. Ooh. So Anthony Richardson, boy. the running ability, you hear the this, arm strength, the total field ability. So Richardson, yeah, we'll take it. And he's thrown to JSN, by the way, who's the top receiver in the class. I feel like I can wait on a running back because I got a quarterback will be a top three runner at that position the second he steps into the NFL, guys. You're not quite Mike Tannenbaum in terms of your love for Hendon Hooker, but I'm interesting to hear that yeah, you have him ahead <laughs> of Will Levis. We'll come back with the I final can, two rounds. I can feel the steam. Yeah, I know. It's, it's getting spicy right now. We'll get back to the final two rounds in just a moment. But it takes hard work to be the best in the game. Planning, commitment, resilience, sweat. That's why Old Dominion Freightline, the number one national LTL carrier for quality, works hard to be the best in the game and is proud to support those striving to be the best in theirs. First Draft Podcast is presented by Old Dominion Freightline, helping the world keep promises. All right, Matt, we're back in the highly anticipated final two rounds. You have two last picks. You've got to make them count. You've got a wide receiver and a safety left to fill out this roster. Yeah, Field, and we've seen the safety position get picked apart. We're moving guys to play safety in this draft right now. So I went back to a true safety who is my number two safety in this class. That's Sidney Brown from Illinois, who I think plays, you know, like a smaller version of Talanoa Hufanga for the 49ers, somebody who's going to live in the box. He's going to threaten runners at, at running back or quarterback. He can cover tight ends, and it's just a physical presence at the safety position. You're not crossing the middle when he's back there patrolling the field, but he also, as we see, he has some ball skills as well. I think he, watching at the senior ball, he was one of the most impressive players there. See the ability to tackle in space. You can blitz him off the corner. You can line him up in single high. You can walk him down into the box. So I think the versatility is key for me getting Sidney Brown on. Uh, albeit, this is not where he should go in a normal draft, but with the safety class being weak this year, a little bit of a reach, but I love the leadership and I love the overall athletic ability. Of course, his running back Chase from Illinois, also a star player for the Illini. Number 34, Jordan, back on the clock. You have both a cornerback and also a wide receiver. By the way, I said Matt needed the wide receiver. He needed a running back because he, of course, took JSN earlier in the draft. Jordan, who's the pick? 34. Yeah, we stay on the train field here of adding to our defense once again, and we go with Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks, one of my favorite overall players in this entire draft class. He's a junkyard dog. He's a bully on the back end. He can do everything that you want him to do at the cornerback position. What I love about him is just his instincts. Needs to get a little bit better with his ball skills as far as his turnover production, but coming downhill and run support, he can give you a big bang. Um, coming downhill, tackling those running backs, those receivers after they catch the ball when he when he's able to drive back downhill. His vision as a defensive back, he he embodies everything that you want at the cornerback position. So we're really happy to add Banks here, and once again, he gives our, our secondary some more versatility on the back end. Okay, pick 35 is Todd McShay. Who are you taking there, Todd? Well, we had Old Dominion as a sponsor earlier, and I'm going to stick with the trend here and go with Keon White, who was an Old Dominion player for four years before transferring to yes. Georgia Tech and had a monster year this past year. Listen, we've got two versatile defensive linemen up front, and this is another versatile player in our front seven who can play off the ball, who can rush off the edge. 2022, he had 14 tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks. He's 6'5", 285 pounds, and he carries his weight beautifully. Long arms, 34 inches. I think he's just going to keep getting better in the NFL. 
He's got some technique work that can continue to improve. But I thought he made a big jump this past year playing at Georgia Tech, and he'll continue to do so at the next level. So Keon White adds another versatile pass rusher to this front seven. All right, Mel Kuyper's on the board for his final two picks. And a reminder, Mel has not yet taken a quarterback, so I wonder which direction he could be going. But the question is, will it be with pick 36, Mel? Yeah, let's explain one thing here, Field. Guys keep talking about like they're building this offense, building the defense. We've got five offensive players, five defensive players. I don't know what game they're watching. There's usually 11 on 11. So we're not stopping running, getting no nest, doing that. we got five guys. You can't do everything with five guys against 11 guys on the other side of the ball. Let's slow down on his building this perfect like defense, this perfect offense a little bit. But I. And no excuses, pal. I got a guy. I, I wait on running backs. And I got a guy, Darren Sproles, had a great career in the NFL. I love home run hitters. I love game breakers. You act like Jameer Gibbs is in a stratosphere all by himself. Uh-uh. Devon A-Chain from Texas A&M can flat out fly and catch the ball out of the backfield. He can make people miss. And he's an aggressive runner. Love the kid. I love home run hitting ability. You get the ball in this kid's hands. He's a touchdown waiting to happen. He's got the return ability as well. The kick return game. Devon A-Chain chain is explosive he's lightning fast he can fly you get him a little bit opening he will take it the distance i get him with my ninth pick overall running back with this kind of talent and i don't care where it goes in the draft darren sproles was what a like fourth round pick out of kansas state who cares where these running backs go some of these guys go in the fifth sixth round look with pacheco in the seventh round i think this kid's going to be a third round pick that's going to have a heck of a career and a heck of a start to his career he can play right away as these running backs can and then Last but not least, yeah. these guys, Matt wants to keep hating. Here we go. Bring the hate Here on all you guys. McShay <laughs> really, really likes Levis, but today he's going to tell you he hates Levis. He's going to tell you he hates Levis. He's going to jump on that hate bandwagon. They all no, jump on that bandwagon. They hate Josh Allen. They all hate it. Can I have my my little bit of a couple minutes here? You've had about an hour today, it seems like. Uh, you think about Josh Allen was hated on. Justin Fields was hated on. Herbert was hated on. Daniel Jones was hated on. They got to do this. They got to cut down. Our Nick Shea will tell you, oh, it took them long enough. Well, that's what they call development of a quarterback and coaching that takes place in the NFL where there's coach before your name for a reason. If you weren't coach, whatever, you wouldn't be getting paid that kind of money to bring, to bring these guys from college to the NFL and get them better. They each got better. They each fixed the problem of turnovers because they were ultra competitive. Will Levis says, I guess everybody forgot about what happened at Kentucky with the coordinator leaving, with Will Levis being beat up from head to toe, with the top receiver moving on and the top offensive line. That was a horrible offensive line. And in fact, Will Levis couldn't move. You guys show footage of Will Levis in the pocket standing there with miles of open space. Miles of open space. Why isn't he running? Because he couldn't move. He had nine rushing touchdowns in 2021. That's as many as Richardson had this year. More than uh, Young had the previous two years combined, and Stroud had zero the last two years. You think about 17-7 and record as a Kentucky starting quarterback where his team isn't always the favorite in games. They're the underdog or just a slight favorite. <laughs> Your guys' quarterbacks are always the favorite with all these great players. So hey, I'm happy, thrilled to say keep on hating, guys. Keep on Hating on Do we have time Levis. left in this podcast? Here. I got I get eight eight guys in my top twenty overall. Eight of my ten picks, top twenty players on my big board. I think nobody else can say that about. It. If you can, let me know. But I don't think many people out there can say that about Here's the picks so far. The beauty of the super draft is that you get to make your picks and grade your own team. And I love the fact that Mel is convicted on his team. <laughs> Todd, you are up. You have not yet taken a safety. So let's round out that roster of yours. 
I'm exhausted after that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Antonio Johnson. You wake up from my quick nap. I'm taking the safety out of Texas A&M. Listen, after Brian Branches is not an elite cover guy, but I'll take Antonio Johnson inside the box any day. First of all, the thing that jumps out to me, he's like the cheat code in terms of sniffing out screens, understanding blocking assignments, knowing where to be, reading quarterbacks' eyes. He plays a lot faster than that 4-5-2, which is in a terrible time in the 40-yard dash for a safety. And then the last two years, 150 tackles on an A&M team that was beat down. I mean, the lack of effort up front and some of the other positions around him, he was the only guy given 100% every single play. He's an alpha dog. He's a leader. He's tough. He's physical. Is he going to get me six, seven interceptions? No. But he's going to be a real impact player versus the run, and he's so smart in the passing game that he's going to help out a lot underneath in, in intermediate coverage. All right, Todd has finished things up. Jordan Reed, you're on the clock. No wide receiver yet. Let's go ahead and find a pass catcher for C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I'm going to go with TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston right here. Big body threat at six foot three, 215 pounds. He can do everything that we want in the passing game. And I know TCU limited, limited him quite a bit in their passing game. Everything was down the field, all or nothing, running those deep goals, those post routes, and then involving him in some screens. But I think this player is more capable than what he was shown or what he was, or what he was asked to do on tape. Pairing him with a player like C.J. Stroud, who's going to give him those chances on the 50-50 balls down the field, I think it's a really nice pairing between these two. But he's one player to watch moving forward just because I think his route tree and those branches can be expanded on the next level. All right, so we go to Matt Miller for the final pick of our super team draft. Matt, no running back yet. So who's your pick? Yeah, guys, we'll save the running backs because they've been devalued. And they, these guys, I'll give them credit. They took the three best running backs in this draft. But I think the fourth best running back, someone who was a backup in college, Roshan Johnson, who backed up B. John Robinson, who Jordan took in the top five. If Roshan had played college ball anywhere other than Texas, he would have been a starter and would have been maybe a top five back in college football. He has power to his game. He's a former quarterback who transitioned to running back as a freshman and really showed he's got three-down ability. He's 220 pounds. He can block, runs with power. He's got very good hands out of the backfield. There's some juice, some wiggle to his game. We saw day three picks like Damian Pierce, Tyler Algier, Isaiah Pacheco all go for 1,000 yards last year. I think Roshan will be picked a little bit earlier than those guys were, but a similar type of player who could come in, be a featured back, and the value to get him a pick 40 to round out the roster, I think is pretty fantastic. So we go Johnson, Johnston, and then Johnson as the final three picks in the Super Team Draft. Here's what we're going to do now. I am going to read each player's or each drafter's Super Team and then ask them for the theme or the synopsis of their respective rosters. Because he went first overall, I am going to read Matt Miller's team here first. Again, a reminder, you have a total of 10 picks. Quarterback for Matt Miller is Anthony Richardson. Running back is Roshan Johnson. Wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. His offensive tackle is Darnell Wright. His interior offensive lineman is Steve Avila. And then on defense, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, and Drew Sanders as his front seven players. Christian Gonzalez and Sidney Brown from Illinois in the back end there. Matt, what's the theme of this roster? Yeah, I feel the theme is dominant defense with upside on offense with Anthony Richardson obviously being the key there. But on defense, 
either the best or second best player at every position that we were able to pick. Would have been awesome to fill out all 11 spots. Maybe next year we talk you guys into doing that. But uh, pretty happy with the physicality on defense and then the speed and upside on offense. I'll talk to the powers that be on that. Number two on the clock was Jordan Reed. And Jordan's team broke down like this. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State with B. John Robinson at running back. Quentin Johnston at wide receiver. The big man, Dewan Jones, at tackle with Osiris Torrance at interior offensive line, and then on the defensive side of the ball. Undersized but explosive, Kalijah Kansi with Miles Murphy, Trenton Simpson, two Clemson guys, plus Deontay Banks and the top safety in the draft, Brian Branch in the back end, one of your earlier picks. Jordan, what's the theme of this team? On offense, big playability, explosion, and then physicality in the run game. Once again, imagine trying to hold up against a double team team of Dewan Jones and also Osiris Torrance. We feel really good about our ability to lean and just maul people in the run game, but also our consistency in the passing game, too. We have a big play threat on the outside and Quentin Johnston pairing him with B. John Robinson and also C.J. Stroud. We feel really good on offense, but on defense, versatility and explosion and positionless players. Trent Simpson, we feel really good about him. Brian Branch's versatility on the back end, but also we have explosion up front with Miles Murphy, then also Kalijah Kansi. All righty, great stuff from Jordan. Now we go to Todd McShay, who was the first person to take a quarterback in this draft. He took Bryce Young third overall, of course, out of Alabama. He probably will go higher than that in the real draft, most likely first overall. Plus, Jameer Gibbs, Zay Flowers from Boston College, Broderick Jones, Joe Tipman along the offensive line, and then on the defensive side of the ball, Lucas Van Ness, Adetami Adabare, Keon White from Georgia Tech via Old Dominion, Devin Witherspoon, and Antonio Johnson in the back end of the secondary. Ty, what's the theme of your roster? Well, I'd set the tone last year, really the trend for this super draft, with first or second at every position. This year I've got seven out of ten positions. Second of all, second theme is... I've got a NASCAR package. Good luck, good luck trying to block these guys. You know, from Lucas Van Ness rushing outside, inside, uh, Adabare um, from Northwestern, Keon White. Like, these, are, these guys are going to give you a lot of trouble and can line up in different spots. And then I go to positional value, right? To me, the most important positions on the field, and not in the exact order, but cornerback. I've got the number one cornerback in, in Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Left tackle. I've got the number one pure left tackle in this class with Roderick Jones, a sub-five-second 40-yard dash. Wide receivers become one of those positional values, and you've got to have a dynamic playmaker. We've got that with Zay Flowers. And then finally, the the drop-the-mic pick, I've got the best quarterback. He's going to be the best quarterback in the the NFL from this group. He's going to be the first overall pick from the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young, like, if you got to line up, I'm I'm not even worried about Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, especially in year one. Uh, Hey, hey, Miller. I see you. I love your team, but I just, you know, Anthony Richardson, I'll see you in two years. Jordan has got a quarterback, but I'll take mine every day. I noticed you didn't mention Mel's team. Well, I guess you did. You mentioned Will Levis. You didn't mention Mel well, by name. We didn't but, really have to. Uh, Mel, I will, in fact, read your team for the Masters. The fourth pick in this draft, of course, Will Levis is your quarterback with Devon A-Chain from Texas A&M. Devin A-Chain from Texas A&M at running back. Pass catcher is Jordan Addison, so no tight end ends up being drafted. Paris Johnson Jr. at offensive tackle. Peter Skaronski at guard. Jalen Carter on defense, along with Nolan Smith. Georgia teammates reunited. Will McDonald, the fourth. Plus, 
Joey Porter Jr. and Riley Moss <laughs> as your two defensive backs. That was just an ode, not a full-on impersonation of Todd McShay. Mel, how would you describe your roster? Oh, you know what? Mel doesn't get to describe it. You know why? Because we lost Mel on the technical side. So that's my opportunity to say that I can absolutely promise you that Mel Kuyper Jr. is an amber. Oh, he's I'm back. back! He's Phil. back! Mel, what do you think of your roster? I was, I, I'm not at all. I, I'm not at all for a second. I was sleeping during McShay. Ten minutes of, of more ten minutes. I think we had a three-hour podcast. McShay took two hours on it. I was here sleeping during that. So, but I'm going to go to the theme of my draft was just get good football players. How about yeah. that? Just get the best football players in the fourth. we got to add tight. The fact that we have no tight ends is ridiculous. we got to get a tight end in here. Nobody took Dalton Kincaid. Yep. You know, nobody took Michael Mayer. Nobody took Darnell Washington or Luke Musk. Great four really good football players. They deserve some love. I guess we forgot about tight end. Next year we should, as Jordan suggested and Matt suggested, f- yeah, figure out a way to get expand this roster a bit because, like I say, we've well, not put together. I think next year we should do two podcasts. Think we did. We really didn't. We should do two podcasts. I agree. Next offense year. and defense. One on offense where we where we pick eleven, and then yep. one on defense where we pick eleven. You know, something? we get plenty of time this time of year. I, I'm going to go about ahead and a punter. Uh, How about my favorites? We get in, when we get into day three, guys. I always talked about McShay. How about Chad Ryland, kicker, Maryland, Jake Moody, Michigan, Bryce Beringer, the punter. We get a long snap. Let's go. get some special teams involved as well. Uh, not forget about all those guys. You are the absolute best. I love this. We could do an entire 22, I guess 25 player roster to include the specialists. I will consult with the powers that be on the executive committee of First Draft and see if we can make that happen. For now, you get the 11 man <laughs> version. This has been a beefy podcast. We really appreciate everybody checking in and out. We are back next week here on First Draft. We can't wait. A reminder, the NFL Draft is 15 days from right now. It is getting so, so close. Be sure to listen to every First Draft podcast. Check out all their content on the web and find the latest Sports Center special on ESPN+. We recap Mel's most recent mock draft. Great job by Jordan Reed and also Matt Miller. You know Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper Jr., We'll talk to you guys again next week.